0: The Sam Malone Show is Conservatainment on AM 1070. The answer. The snow the is snowing wind. and the wind is blowing. It is blowing. Oh. But I can, can weather, weather the, storm. the
1: storm.
0: What do I care? I must admit. Something tells me he's got their love to keep him warm. I've got my love to keep me warm. Dino, baby. Dino! Welcome back, Sam. You're AM 1070, The Answer. Our world-famous wedding marriage talk is what it started. A long time ago it started where we we just talked about marriage. Yeah, a little this, a little that. Then it blew into a full segment with my friend Robert Kosick, who wrote the book Honor the Veil. Now it's just a machine that won't stop. Just taking the time, the moment, to talk about the sanctity and the glory and the holiness of marriage—man plus woman coming together before God, before community, before their family—and taking a vow, which the a vow of steel, of platinum, titanium, of which they'll never ever be uh, broken. We hope. We hope and pray. Uh, Robert Cossack wrote the book on the vow. He's a marriage. Uh, he's a marriage coach. He's a church deacon. A good friend of our show. What's up, Mr. C?
1: happy friday and happy anniversary to you a couple of days late
0: <laughs> i know but we still haven't celebrated because we've been ah, busy That's
1: okay that's all right that just makes it uh, you know when the anticipation builds <laughs> up it just makes it more fun right
0: <laughs> i hope <know> so
1: <laughs> i've been working i you know
0: she works very hard and had long hours with the nutcracker market and i've been running the company so we haven't had a chance we see i mean we spend, we'll spend like an hour or two in the evening yeah but, but we said that's it tomorrow we're celebrating anyway oh, that, Cool. That, but i love her she's fantastic Marriage tip number 161, folks, is available on our Facebook page, Sam Alone Show. It says, Mr. Cossack I can't believe we we hit 161 episodes of this show.
1: Uh, I'm telling you, I I keep thinking I'm going to run out of tips, and then each week something else pops up with somebody, and I go, hey, that would be a great tip.
0: You're right, (laughs) you're right.
1: So it's Uh, never-ending.
0: Here you go. When wanting to restore or improve a marriage, who's to blame for how you got here bears little to no relevance on how you will get to where you want to go. Bad behaviors are damaging, but behaviors can and must change to move forward. So rules for moving forward. One is use past behaviors as future warning signs, not a life sentence. Two, fear and emotions are real. They'll slow your progress, but they shouldn't stop you. And trust is earned, not demanded. And the same is true about respect. Take it away.
1: Yeah, so a lot of times when I'm talking with couples and they're thinking about what they're going to do with their marriage and I'm I going to move forward and I don't know what to do, I get this all the time. It's like, but he always does this or she always does that. And now I just know if I can take that anymore. I've got to get them to try to understand and say, look, yeah, both of you probably made mistakes. That That's a given, right? Very rarely is it one just one person. They both contributed. But i got to get them to understand that bad behaviors are something from the past. It's not necessarily something for the future. And if you guys are going to be moving forward, I don't care about what, got you to where you are so much, other than to use them as warning signs, I want to know where are we going and how are we going to get there together. And that, if you can get them to do that, that one step, that's going to get them way down the road because then they'll start bringing things up. And especially with that first one, a lot of times they'll, they'll do something bad. And let's take an affair for example, because I've worked with couples who have had one or both of them had affairs, and they've actually reconciled after that. It takes a long time, rebuilding trust, but they've done it. But if they sit there and say, "Yeah, but you did this back then, and I'm going to hold that against you for the rest of your life," you're never going to fix a marriage. You've got to get past those past behaviors and say, "Fine, you were a jerk back then. You did some really stupid things that hurt this marriage, but let's change that and move forward, and let's avoid those going forward." And that's a big step, that first one.
0: I'll say, I mean, it's it's tough, especially. I mean, I can't imagine a relationship where both committed adultery and they got back together and worked it out.
1: They did, and that's such a tough one, and it's so prevalent right now. There's an organization over in San Antonio that does these weekend blitz things, which is fantastic, and they do such a great job of turning those marriages around that have dealing with the the, uh, adultery. But here's the sad part. They're booked every single weekend for like the next three months of these groups of like eight or ten couples get together for the weekend. That's a boatload of affairs.
0: That's like good news and bad news. Good news is there's people to help. Bad news is, holy cow, they're booked.
1: Oh, I know, How many it's unbelievable. But here's the big issue that people don't understand is is when you get into that second one down there fear and emotions, people say look but I'm just so scared. I don't I don't want to get hurt again. I can't do this again. I'm so afraid this isn't going to work. That's fine and those are real. You need to accept those. But man, if you let that say but I'm not going to try because of those, that's such a sad thing because when you get to the other side, when you dredge through all this stuff and you have worked it out and you gotten rid of all this garbage in your relationship and fixed everything. When you get to the other side, you are so much stronger, so much better of a marriage, but you've got to be willing to work through it. If you let your fears kill your progress, it's just sad. It's just sad because what you're looking for is usually right there in front of you if you can fix a few things.
0: Our world famous marriage talk segment every Friday around 8.30ish Central Time here on AM 1070 The Answer. Go to our Facebook page. It's all written right there. Marriage tip number 161. The hot and heavy tip, Denise and I were just joking about. I heard. Because I was like, I thought our date was when I took it at
1: Denny's
0: (laughs) for like a late breakfast, early lunch. She's like, no, you know, because I had to put a suit on for this banquet we went to to honor Uh. the basketball team at Temple University. But sometimes a trip down memory lane is all you need to rekindle the fire and romance in your marriage. Relive your first date, go back to the spot where you first kissed, where he asked you to marry him or the hotel you had the romantic weekend with your spouse, of course. Those were good times as reason enough to relive. That's, and that's really good advice. Thank you.
1: And, and this is advice I should take, too, because when you we were talking to Denise, I was sitting there thinking about that, and I can I can remember my wife and I's first date. You know, we went and shot pool. which was just something we did in the college town. Uh, probably got pizza or chicken wings and, and started to build that relationship of getting to know each other and talking and enjoying each other's company. So that was really good. First kiss, can't for the life of me remember that one. Really? <laughs> remember so i gotta go home and ask her that one and uh you know so and then asking her to marry her it was kind of funny we uh had had dated for a while and we knew we were going to get married and we were moving back over here to houston and it dawned on me after we bought the wedding ring had the wedding uh date plan venue and all that kind of stuff it dawned on me i never even asked her if she wanted to marry me officially (laughs) we were in her apartment one night and I had gotten the ring uh, for earlier than we had anticipated and I got down on one knee in front of the fireplace and I asked her I said so now that we got everything planned and we're definitely getting married will you marry me?
0: Dude, that is, <laughs> that is so cart before the horse.
1: So <laughs> hey, but at least we didn't have a kid first, right? So right. All I, did was, all I did was forget to ask her formally if you're me but we were so comfortable together we had so much fun together we were such good friends it was a given we're getting married because it makes perfect sense I just forgot to officially do it (laughs) ask her so anyway so i asked her to marry me in a kind of a weird way but uh, so i'm gonna have to probably make some new memories right (laughs) (laughs) some some things we can lean on or make up some really good stories from when we're telling the kids about our first kiss and stuff
0: i I don't remember and it's funny, i I was telling denise i don't remember our first kiss i don't remember on our first date that infamous date where the mother comes up and says you should be dating my daughter here's her number (laughs) routine and denise hands her the pen to write down the number but um, i took her back to her place I got out of the car as a gentleman, opened the door for her. I remember it was a little snowy out. She got out of the car, and I said, hey, and I'm ready to make the move. I'm ready to go in for it. You know, I'm like, here it he comes. Bring it in. Come on in for the kiss. And she held she's held out her hand. She thank you. I had a wonderful <laughs> night. And I'm like, dude, what woman shakes hands? No kidding. This hot little 24-year-old man with the blonde hair and the rocking bod. I'm like, what? So I kind of put my hand out and shook. It was awkward. I'm like, okay, Good night. Yeah. Don't you want to invite me in? I'm Ron Burgundy. Yeah. And nothing, nothing.
1: But years later, years later, you look on back on that, I'm sure, and say, "Man, she was one classy lady," and probably love her even more for it, right? Well, wanted to come in. It was cold. (laughs) (laughs) I said, "Years later, years later." Uh, uh, Yeah. So it's wonderful. If you're dealing with any of that garbage on the on the first part of this tip. This is a great place to start if you're going to start rebuilding your marriage, because you've got to go back to what brought us together in the first place, because obviously you fell in love. there was a connection there, you just lost sight of it. Right. Going back and reliving these things helps rekindle that romance. You, you, you gin up those kind of feelings again, and it'll give you the strength and, and the uh, endurance to to move forward when things don't look so great.
0: you Better believe it, and it's such a wonderful, beautiful thing when your marriage is strong, when love is hot, when the passion is through the roof. When you got your hands all over each other and you've been married quite a while, it's a fantastic, wonderful thing.
1: Yeah, it really and, is. it is an amazing thing.
0: And you know, and right, and it's there's nothing better than after a long day at work just sitting down, having a drink and being with your girlfriend or, you know, your boyfriend. I called, you know, Denise my girlfriend and mistress. Nothing better. So
1: I know. And when you go through a hard time you get to that other side and you did it really well, uh, it, it's such a great feeling. You know, me having been out of work for nine months and now back in the workforce again, uh, my wife and I, is just that, hey, look, we did it. We made it through nine months, no problem, and we got stronger together. It just makes us even better now. And the relationship fantastic. is even stronger now than it was, believe it or not, nine months ago. That's fantastic. And that's a wonderful feeling.
0: And you've been married at 25? How many 25. years? 25. 25 25 years. in March. That's fantastic. Marriage tip number 161, Mr. Cossack wrote it. It's on our Facebook page, Sam Alone Show. There's a link uh, to Honor the Veil. There's also, uh, we're available on iTunes. You can listen to it. Or just go back to our Facebook page and watch the segment on your phone tonight, you know, before your husband or wife comes home and get fired up about keeping your marriage hot and heavy and creating that wonderful little cave of safety and security and love and, more importantly, being a great example for your kids so they see what a wonderful marriage looks like, and you're just a force multiplier.
1: Absolutely. Nothing better than that when your kids say, now I know what kind of husband or what what kind of wife I want to marry because I've seen you and mom love each other and become such good friends. There's nothing better than that.
0: Nice, nice. Mr. Cossack, have a great Friday. We won't talk to you next Friday.
1: That's true.
0: uh, But we'll talk to you in two weeks after Thanksgiving. Have a wonderful and blessed Thanksgiving with the family.
1: You too. We'll do the same thing. Everybody give lots of thanks for the blessings that you've had.
0: Amen, brother. Amen to that one. Thanks for stopping by.
1: Right. Have a great weekend.
0: Thank you, sir. Back in a second, AM 1070, the answer. Play, the Eskimo way,
1: walking in a winter of wonderland. When snow is listening, it's a beautiful sight. Let's dream by the fire tonight.